There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big, big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's wonderful to be back with you again today and uh, I hope wherever you are that uh, that life is, uh, is is treating you well and that you're um, listening to these interviews and recordings and and it's helping you to you know, elevate your world and uh, the world of those people around you. Um, I can't quite believe today it's the 11th anniversary of the show 11 years ago. I can't believe it. Um, I think today is the episode 478 the, in terms of unique shows. So just realizing we've got another big birthday and 22 shows, which will be 500 shows, which uh, I think is um, is significant. So either either I'm doing something right or I'm very, very stupid for um, keeping on doing this uh, week in, week out. But I love it. And one of the reasons that I do love it is I get to speak to the most wonderful people and uh, make some wonderful friends around the the, the globe. And uh, my guest today, Mark Given, is one of those. It's, it's great to be... Uh, having the opportunity to talk to him again and uh, what I have done is of late I've sort of looked through some of the people in my archive I probably shouldn't say this actually but I've looked through the over 400 guests and I just just sort of checked in you know intuitively who did I you know who did I I miss someone to have a little catch up with because I connected with them well and I liked them and and Mark was one of those people so um, I, I decided that he would be great as well in terms of uh, his brilliant topic to talk with us today. Before we get into Mark, um, I wanted just to mention last week's show with Blair Singer. Um, Blair had also been on the show once before. I love Blair. I think he's, um, he's a real authentic and uh, I, you know, I like people who are very, you know, very open and, um, you know, and kind in their approach. And Blair does amazing work. Uh, his uh, latest book, Summit Leadership, he's, he, he's about the the stories of taking uh, leaders up Kilimanjaro. He's done that 12 times now as part of his business. And we really talked about uh, you know finding meaning and why it's so important for leaders to help uh, their team members to find meaning in their in their company in their organization. Uh, that is more than just a job. It's uh, it's it's about actually something which is heartfelt. We can see that a vision is contributing to a better world, which for me is such an important theme right now. Uh, you you know we can probably conclude that um, I conclude from my research and and um, reading and studying that actually most people across the globe are good, they're kind and they're trustworthy. And I found that wherever I've travelled in the globe, I found that to be true. I've met um, the most amazing people. Um, all over in my travels I haven't done so much the last three years but um, I've always been surprised you know it's consistently it doesn't matter what culture you're in people are people are, are kind but you you watch the the tv and you read the news and you listen to politicians and you you see what's highlighted in the news about exceptional stories that are newsworthy which are cynical and pessimistic um, because they are newsworthy people are kind of interested in that stuff and I wanted to therefore get a sense today is to see you know how is trust 
really being affected? What is the truth behind it? And I thought, you know, who better to in invite than Mark Gibbon? Now, Mark is an Amazon number one best-selling author. In fact, he's got 11 books. Um, I'm not sure if his next one will probably tell us is the 12th or whether it was the 11th. Um, but he is a, you know, a serial author and he is absolutely focused on, on trust as his, his core foundation. Uh, his trust-based philosophy and the Trust-Based Academy is an organization dedicated to improving the lives of 100 million people worldwide. So he wants to make an impact. And I love that because we do, all of us need to realize that our work has a ripple effect. And if you can get to yourself, uh, the higher levels you get into an organization, the uh, more of a thought leader you become, the greater the ripples that you can have. And we need people who are making positive ripples right now, not uh, not dividing and, uh, and and adding to angst. We need to be coming together. In the last 17 years, Mark's delivered solutions, keynotes and programs at more than 1,200 events. Uh, he's been on national, international podcasts and media. Um, his website is brilliant, by the way, markgiven.com. You'll see him there being interviewed by people like Jack Canfield, who you might remember if you listen to the show for lots of years, has been on the show too. Chicken Soup for the Soul um, uh, guy, um, who's pretty amazing. And um, yeah, I just want to talk now about, about trust for a better world, making positive ripples, building trust in everything that we do. A big, big welcome to Mark Given. <laughs> You're very kind. And congratulations. Uh 478. That's that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big number. So to have done all of those shows and coming up on 511 years, you really dedicated a lot of time and a lot of effort to helping people. Chris, I'm I'm just honored to be here. Thank you for having me back. You're, you're very welcome. It's it's lovely to see you and and thank thank you for that. Um I just think, you know, if you can if you can introduce great people like you to the world and uh, and talk about important things, hopefully it has a ripple. And that's what I, you know, that's what excites me and interests me about doing the show and continuing it. And I suppose also curiosity, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a bit nosy. I like to find out about what, what it is that uh, people like you are doing. So great, great to be here. And so we've, um, we've been on, you've been on the show before. Uh, I wonder you know, I think I think I didn't look at the date. I think it must be a year or so, a year ago, something like that. Was it? Actually, um, it was, I think two thousand twenty. So I looked that date up exactly, but that's what I'm thinking. Is it was sometime in two thousand and twenty, and obviously COVID has yeah. been yeah what we've dealt with in the world on that, which really has changed. It, it's changed people's mindsets on on circumstances on. Uh, I mean, they've become more cocoonish, right? They've spent more time at home. Um, uh, they've spent way, probably way too much time uh, watching television <laughs> and, and because we're bombarded with things that affect us emotionally and psychologically when we do that. And um, so, yeah, lots happened in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, um, that's quite interesting, that, isn't it? What do you think? Uh, what do you think the pandemic did for trust? I mean, what uh, did it? You know, for, you know, for you being uh, as well, being at home, and uh, you know, your, your your family, and did it did it bring you closer together? Did it? Uh, yeah. I well, yeah, you know what? Of course it did. I mean, the the thing about um, anytime you spend people with the time with people you love, uh, you either drive them absolutely batty, or <laughs> or you you build deeper levels of trust because you 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 know you're. Part of part of trust is not just liking, but it's also 
it grows to love and and love is doesn't have to be romantic love it can be of course but so so actually the pandemic in some ways really did i i feel like i saw my observation and the the things i've seen now that i'm back out is that it really did deepen relationships in many in many cases but it also created some situations where and, and I said it just a moment ago, because people spent so much time watching TV and the news, it, it became even more difficult to determine who do I trust on all of this? Because, you know, one one group or one area, politicians or media centers are reporting, you know, one set of the issues with health and health care and others are saying, no, 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 this is all bogus. And and uh, look at this other research. So it it I don't know that it did a lot to help deepen trust as as it relates to our opinions of the media, our opinions of politicians, as an example, our opinions of some areas of the medical field. Even I think probably, you know, there some of those areas have been have been dinged because there's just so much, so much controversy. So uh, COVID really created some good and some bad, as life always does, right? It did deepen relationships with people and they could build deeper levels of trust. And in other areas, uh, we became focused on negative things because that's so much of what we get bombarded with, with on, on, you know, I, I almost sounds like I don't like television. I think there's some really good things about television, but I think if we spend our time watching the wrong things or investing our time in the wrong things, it it dampens and decreases and really harms our levels of trust and and others in the world and in the world. So, uh, so it was good and bad, right? Yeah, it's good. It's a good point. It's a good point, and and. And that, that point around the media, and we, we talk about this quite quite regularly on the show, the, the, the media. Um, however, I think the thing we've got to be mindful of is, is that the media is always looking for an exceptional story. I mean, this the, what we're doing now, I'm, I'm, I'm just interested in helping people to elevate their business in the thinking and contribute to a better world. So we, you know, the show is generally is very, very positive. Um, but, but the news is they're bringing into your room exceptional stories that they're searching for and uh, and that the newsworthy things unfortunately a lot of them are, are, are negative aren't they so sure. you get you, you get a, a very you know on get a very on real view of what's truly truly going on you really get a collection of negative stories mostly with sometimes a positive one thrown in at the end um i i've i'll mention I hope you don't mind, Mark, because not you didn't write the write this book. But I've I've really a friend of mine, Nick Haynes, who will be joining us later in the year. He recommended a book called Humankind by Rutger Bregman, uh, and I'm, I'm it's my new favorite book at the moment. And what, one of the things I remember out of the book was it was talking about uh, you know on average people spend an hour a day listening watching the news, uh, and that's um, three years in your life, and just <laughs> an hour a day in terms of programming your mind to see the exceptional uh and the mistrust around the globe is not is going to play tricks on your on your brain i suspect yeah it absolutely does and you know what well, actually chris when i say media that media is so broad that that's, broad, a, yeah, that's yeah. really an unfair use of the word because you're part of the media and look at the good that comes from what you're doing and providing and by the way 
one of the things that really happened during COVID, and because I want to come back to Humankind also, because what a terrific book. So let me put that on the on the <laughs> second and just say one of the really positive things about COVID as it relates to trust and the media is people had more time to listen to shows like yours, radio shows, podcasts. And because it, and that's not centered on the news, right? Or maybe you're listening, maybe some people are listening to programs relating to that. But anyway, there, there are just, there's so many excellent programs out there that helps us build faith and confidence in the world and other people, which elevates trust. Yeah. The, the book you're talking about, and you know, I've, I need to be transparent on it because you're the one that shared it with me. And hopefully I, people listening to it, they will enjoy it too, or find it fascinating. So uh, they will, because you know, it's what a great book. I wish, I wish I was smart enough to write a book that yeah, good. So me too. it was humankind by Roger Bregman. And I, I actually have a couple of notes that I had written down over here because, um, because he mentioned some things that do relate to trust. Even though he's writing about kindness, it relates to trust. He mentions in the book something about the nocebo effect as compared to the placebo effect. And of course, we we all know what the uh, placebo effect is because in medicine, it's, you know, obviously they don't give you the medicine to <laughs> see if, if you'll still, if you'll heal yourself. And the nocebo effect is the negative. It's the opposite of that. And I actually had never really heard that before. So I went back and did some reading and did some research on that and how it applies to, to trust. Because realistically, uh, we we actually experience that outside of the medical world and in our mindset. Because we have, uh, I, now I'm not, first of all, let me say, I'm not a psychologist, right? I'm not not a trained, I, I may be psycho, but I'm not a trained psychologist, <laughs> uh, right? And I, so I, I don't have really um, a medical degree in that. But the, here's the reality. We do have what's called cognitive biases. And the nocebo effect, those negative things that we got bombarded with, as as Roger talked about those in his book, Humankind, <clears throat> actually do apply to the, the levels of trust. In other words, because we have these cognitive biases that are just internal, we're born with them. And as we grow and develop, we have these positive thoughts and negative thoughts. And sometimes we believe the first thing that we're told. And we don't do any research on it because we believe the person, right, that said it. Well, if they said it, it must be true. And so that nocebo effect can damage our beliefs and our trust and our faith. I like to use the word trust, obviously, uh, in other people and other circumstances and other, uh, you know, companies or organizations. And and I, I love that he had that in the book. It was it was a new piece for me. And uh, for me, there were a bunch of pieces in there that were great, but that whole piece of the nocebo effect compared to the placebo effect, very powerful for me. And what I spend my time trying to help people understand how do how do we build right the science of building, maintaining, and repairing trust? Yeah, yeah. And we've got a couple of minutes to commercial break, but I'm kind of interested as to what, what you know why why are there so many people who I'm, you know, there's so many people who seem to be peddling and spinning information these days. And uh, I suppose they're often trying to pull you into their tribe. Um, uh, 
<laughs> and there's, there's something isn't there about kind of community and we, we, we if we if we can link in ourselves into a community that we trust uh, we can be trusting of them and 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 maybe a bit blind to the real research and the evidence about what they believe but we can also then put up walls and uh, and and view other communities with with less trust is that something you Actually, yeah, that's true. And you know what? We do see a lot. There's always been a lot of spin. I mean, probably since the world was ever created and human beings came into existence, there's been spin of some kind so that we could get people to like us or to associate with us or to trust with us. But reality, there's so many different ways now to be able to communicate, right? To reach out, to connect with, to get people's attention. And so I think... uh, I think it's important for us to understand that we do have these internal um, senses that that sometimes, right, we, we need to listen to that internal voice that says, whoa, wait a minute, right, I don't, I'm not so sure about this, or maybe I need to check into this more, because we do have, we all have those internal senses, and so we, we need to be good, better about listening to those promptings, that inner voice that we have that says, hey, well, you know what? I do. I think this is good. I think I could connect with this. Or I need to be very cautious about that. So just yeah. we need to give ourselves credit enough to know that we were born with these abilities, right? They are in our, we have this supercomputer in our brain that that connects with our all of our senses and we get those we get those feelings right and we need to listen to those feelings it it will help us determine whether we can be trusted and when we where when we can trust others yes great well we're going to commercial break now and after the commercial break we'll we'll talk a little bit more i know you've got a, a structure we've talked about before which is great which is your trust-based pyramid so maybe we can just have a a little look at that again and then and then uh, have a think about how we can utilize that as a tool to build build trust um but yeah I, I think there's something important here and i do i do think for people here to have a have a think and make sure that uh you're, you're not mistrusting others and other people based upon maybe some associations that you have that are are um you know <laughs> that are affecting your brain we can all get um you know we can all get um go down the channel of certain politicians and certain politics if we're not careful certain groups you know religions etc but it's important to be a lot of those things are really really important but it's also important to be open uh, and um and perhaps realize that maybe maybe rather than be cynical that we other people could be trusted more um because if we if we trust more perhaps we'll be trusted more too uh, and uh, we can send out a ripple effect, which which is uh, which is positive. Anyway, I'll leave I'll leave that there for for now, and uh, we'll join again with Mark in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper. I'm with Mark Gibbon. We're talking about trust. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, um, you know, I used that example before of, uh, of, of uh, sort of anti-vaccine. I don't um you know i don't really know what the truth is and all of this so i'm not um i'm just using that example really just just observing you know groups and people and uh and the trust they build between each other and the mistrust they can build of you know establishments and organizations and uh i'm just saying i, I guess just just we've all got to take care really because there's somebody there will hijacked jackers if we're not <laughs> if we're not careful <laughs> down <laughs> Um, so, Mark, um, tell us a little bit about the trust pyramid and you know, how that works and how maybe that's relevant to think about. Sure. Well, and I, thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, probably the one unique thing that makes me different as compared to others that might discuss or write about or speak to groups about trust is that um, over the about 40 years is what we've invested in researching the science of trust, we've determined that there really are four levels to trust. And that's what that trust pyramid is. Everybody can find it on my website. So there's a there's a there's two pyramids there that show one is the basic, one is the more detailed. And so so the Cliff Notes version, the simple version of that is that the four levels are big, it really begins with. Um, when we're meeting people for the first time, as an example, that's the grand opening level. In other words, there really is a way to prepare ourselves to be our best so that we can establish uh, a quick level of trust. What's amazing about uh, Harvard did some research, and I mentioned this on the last time I was on. So I, if if you heard the last show, you've heard me say this, but they spent 15 years on this and they studied and did MRIs on 
on hundreds and thousands of people. And what they determined was that we actually form an opinion in 50 milliseconds. So it's not two seconds or five seconds or seven seconds or two minutes, right? Everybody has an opinion of what that is. But the science now shows that it's a 50 milliseconds. Other universities have studied it and they didn't find exactly 50, but it's so close to that. It's less than a blink of an eye. This supercomputer, our brain, forms an opinion. Now, we're not always meeting people for the first time, right? So once we've met them, we formed that opinion, which is good or bad. And those cognitive biases, which I spoke of before, fit into this because we like to be, we're humans. And so we like to be right. And so whatever that, uh, that initial opinion is, our biases go to work wanting to prove that, hey, <clears throat> I'm right. I can't trust this person. Or you're they're highly trustworthy. In fact, as I've done programs, um, whether they be live or virtual or like this, <clears throat> all over the world, I found that the most common word that people associate with leaders, as an example, that they trust, the foundation is not, trust is not the first word that comes out of their mouth. It's integrity. Mm. In other words, we have... Um, we, we have this opportunity to show that we're competent and we're caring in that initial in that initial opportunity to present ourselves. And if we have, and by the way, we have a whole 50 milliseconds to do that. And people put more weight on care, on kindness, uh, right? On, on how good a heart we have. Are we, are we good? Are we caring? Are we more interested in ourselves or or, or do we show empathy and love and kindness for others? It's amazing how our brains can pick that up, but it does. And, and so they seek kindness more than they seek competence. They seek kindness first, and then they want to, and we all need competence. We all need to, right? We, I mean, if we find people that we think are just dangerous, <laughs> they're not kind, they're not competent, they're not safe people, we're going to step away from. So that's just the first level. Once we get beyond that, you go to the second level, which is really about listening. So, in other words, you've got that sheet right in front of you. I think uh, Chris, mm. you said to me, yeah. you know, earlier that you had it, and and like again, you know, everybody can see it right on the um, on my website. But it's maintenance, and then you're trying to build rapport. So the second level is really about rapport. How do I build a deeper level of trust? And the way we do that is by listening. Uh, deeper listening, listening with the intent to hear, listening with the intent to show uh, interest, kindness, right? And so there are stages and principles within that level of rapport, which helps us to build deeper levels of trust. So maintenance is the beginning, I'm sorry, so, so grand opening is the beginning, and then rapport. Once we meet people, now we've got to build some rapport with them. And so rapport comes really more from not talking but doing more listening. And that's hard to do. I mean, it really, we, we all have a story to tell and we just can't wait to tell it. But you don't really build deep levels of trust that way. You deep, build deeper levels of trust by being sincerely interested in the other person. And then the conversation will get around to you eventually. So after you get to the second level and you've built some, some you know, confidence in your ability to do that, you move to the third level of the pyramid, which is maintenance. And maintenance is really created by being generous, by being a giver. You mentioned your friend that was on the show that sent you, a, a, you know, recommended to you a human kind. Now, you mentioned this to me pre-show, so nobody mm -hmm. else can yeah. say this. 
but somebody gifted you, right? Uh, it, it, so maintenance is not about spending money. It's about showing care, interest, and being a giver, right? Being a giver, being generous. And so you, it, once you've gotten good enough, at, at better at asking questions, listening with the intent to hear and care, then you find out enough about people so then you can you can talk with them freely about that, right? You can talk with them about their family or their work, right? In fact, I use a Ford concept in here a lot when I'm trying to teach maintenance, which is people love, the, I mean, what do they love the most in their life? Well, they love their families, right? Or their friends, right? They love their occupation or what they used to do or what they hope to do in the future relating to their work because we all tend to want to be, right? Contributing in some way or another. We love what we do for fun. So our recreation, boy, talk to somebody about that. They will love to talk to you. And then the last thing is, is dreams. We love to talk about what's going on in our lives as we progress. So that's the, the Ford concept, right? F-O-R-D, family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. And when you get good at understanding, you've gone beyond rapport so that you know people, love love them, right? Not, not it, it doesn't have to be a romantic love, but you're sincerely interested in them. You can always have a build a deeper levels of trust sincerely by understanding what really makes them tick. And that that whole four principle really does that. If you if you know something about them, or the more you know about their family, the more you know about what they do or did, the more you know about what they love to do, and the and and where they want to be in their lives at some point. Where where do they see themselves, or their family, or their kids, or the grandkids, or whatever, right? Which is most important. You can circle that right back to the F. So that's the third level of the pyramid of trust. But the top level is the one I actually end up spending more talk more time talking about Chris than anything else when especially like when a company uh wants to bring me in and talk it's because that's damage control. Yes. <laughs> right? In other words, that's when we have damaged or destroyed trust. And so the top level of of the pyramid of trust is what I call repair. Because we all do things, we're human beings, so we all do things, we say things, which create, um, you know, challenges for ourselves or for others. It doesn't have to be a financial damage, it could be an emotional damage. We see that in relationships, we see that in business, we see that in our personal lives. And so, so that's really, uh, we use an acronym in there also in the top level, which is about understanding as we call it the RAS system is what we teach and others recognizing that you have made a mistake or that you have something that you need to, you know, correct. And that's hard for some people, right? Cause they, yeah. they want to recognize, or they just, they, they'd like to think they're perfect. <laughs> and then the second thing is the, is the A is to admit, um, we we can once we've damaged or nicked or destroyed our our level of trust with people we'll never even begin to repair it until we admit that we've done something wrong or that we've harmed somebody i'm not an attorney so attorneys would say oh no no you can't you can't admit right there'll be lawsuits if you admit but look at the look at all the problems in the world when people don't admit and then we find out anyway yes it comes out anyway. And so recognize, admit, 
And then you show some sympathy, right? Some, some maybe remorse, maybe there's restitution in there. So it's recognize, admit, so some sympathy. And then the last one is where, where people do fail. It's just this simply stop. <laughs> you just yeah. don't do it again. Right. Right. I mean, you just don't do it again. You make sure that you keep your word. That's called integrity. And you don't do it again. And then you've got to give the other people, whether it be a relationship or consumers or what, they've got to have time to forgive. But that's the that's the science of the there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, seven or eight minutes or 10, whatever time I just did it in. But that's the science. Obviously, you can tell there's a lot more to it than than all in, in each of those levels that we can talk about. But the point is, it's so it's grand opening, it's uh, rapport, it's maintenance, and it's repair. Yeah. And um, if Mark Given is doing anything in the world to try to help people understand how to build deeper levels of trust, it's only because somewhere along the way and all of the work that we did, th- these pieces came to me separately. And we created this pyramid as a result of that, because trust is not just a concept. <laughs> There's a science to it. Yeah. And uh, right, it's not about manipulation. It's about it's about understanding. Yeah, I really like that. And I can see I can see the relevance of this for, you know, us as a human being, maybe with our, you know, with our, our family in terms of rapport and giving and amazing and delighting and then repairing the damage when things go wrong we put our foot in it i can see it from a a, a you know attracting employees into a company or, or customers into a company that uh, you know what 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 what's your impression when you first walk in the building or you first uh, have a, a communication with them um you know are you are you are you listened to or do people talk at you are people generous with you um and do they try and uh, do they try and create a you know, a lovely environment and, uh, and and amaze you. Um, and, you know, if things go wrong, how quickly do they fix it? I remember my, 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 a car breaking down that my dad had years ago and the following morning they contacted Ford the following morning, they had a, a huge bouquet of flowers with an apology or within a day or two. And, you know, he, he never bought another car again. Um, and then, then it interesting, I mean, interesting you get to governments and countries. And so it, <laughs> it's, it's got, it's kind of multiple relevances, hasn't it? That's what I'm, I guess I'm trying to, yeah. As it comes to Chris, as it comes down to uh, trust, trust is, you know, we may look at it as an organization, right, or a political group or some association or some company. But but so often it still comes down to an individual, right, people. Mm. So it's people that can fix it, right? I mean, in other words, the CEO may have a title right? That his responsibility is to look at the vision for the company and the future of the company. But rarely do I ever hear them talk about, I mean, whatever their product or service is, that's what I hear those top level leaders talk about. I rarely hear them talking about, all right, so how do we make sure that we built levels of trust in everything that we do so we have less damage control? Right. Mm-hmm. So we, I just don't hear them talking about that. Normally, when I get into the conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, it's because somebody's already made a mistake. And now they're saying, OK, now <laughs> we fix it. Right. Uh, <clears throat> what do we got to do? What are the steps? And um, and so uh, it's sometimes it's too late to wait to the fourth level, because now we're depending upon other people 
<clears throat> to make a decision as to whether they'll trust us again or trust us or not. Whereas if we spend more time considering the grand opening, the rapport and the maintenance, we have less chance, right? In fact, in the, you just said it. I mean, I have in there amaze, amusing, surprise and delight. If we spend more time mm. that, right? Those simple for, well, they're not simple, but they're fun, right? What can I do to amaze, amuse, surprise and delight? I, mean, I really thought about that this morning when I got up, Chris, thinking about your show today is what can I do with the whatever number of folks will be listening either today or in the future? What can I provide that would amaze, amuse, surprise, or delight them? And I don't mean about Mark Given. I, I mean about their own lives so that their lives and their businesses and their futures can be better. And yeah. when we build trust, our lives thrive. But when we damage it, man, oh, man, oh, man, does everything just come crumbling down. And that applies to everything, business and life. Yeah. Yeah. We see we see we see organizations make mistakes and try and hide it and cover it up. And then, you know, it usually comes back, doesn't it? And it's the same with with individuals. Usually it comes back and bites them. Always comes back. And then then from, you know, just from a, a social level. You know, that's why they make magazines like People Magazine and Us and newspapers have the front covers, right? Because they're always dis- there's always disclosure about somebody or something that went wrong. And um, and that's, you know, gosh, we want to if we spend time really focused on how do we how do we build, maintain, you know, and create it so that we can do the right things, we can spend less time trying to fix it. Fix yeah. is hard and it takes, and it's exhausting and both mentally and physically exhausting. So, yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, we'll go to commercial break um, again now. And after the break, we'll, we'll talk some more. We'll also, um, I'd like to get some book recommendations from, from Mark and, uh, and we'll share some details of how to, how to read about more about what Mark is, uh, is doing with his work around trust and I just think this is just such an important topic, isn't it? It's 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 complicated right now, whereas where there seems to be a, a lot of mistrust going on around the globe, and uh, you know, I wonder how how groups of people f- rebuild that trust when um, you know when we're talking about uh, stakes being very high. <laughs> so we'll have a little look at that after the break. We're back again with you in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Mark Gibbon. We're talking about trust. And uh, Mark, I'm just you know, interested. I, it's, this is probably quite a big, a big question now um but i'm just particularly thinking about we seem to be people seem to you know work together when there's problems in communities like the pandemic and we we all helped each other and we're, and it and it did did build trust uh, and i'm sure we've got a real kind of crisis over here in the uk at the moment which is about energy bills and i'm sure people are going to be working together around that with massive increases in in pricing uh, which is going to cause some real kind of fuel poverty for people um, we're kind of working. We've got centres where for people who are struggling with food and shelters and what have you. So at a local level, we seem to work really well. Um, but um, there's a lot of um, mistrust seems to happen at a distance, you know, between between countries, for example, when people are geographically separated, um, and uh, sometimes you know between cult between cultures that are quite separated. How can we create and start to build more trust between these kinds of groups? it's many to many that that is a that's a big question (laughs) we could do a whole show on that that's not an easy question i I think that um realistically people human beings are much more uh trustworthy than uh maybe we think broadly that we um give people credit for and so as countries as an example let's start with that as countries you know, they become tighter on their, um, you know, reforms or, or on their programs, policies, right, to whether let people in or not let people in. And and so often they're making those decisions because of their fear, right? And mm-hmm. and and that's, that's kind of scary. And realistically, um, obviously, I don't know how to fix that, but but truthfully, if we would just recognize that there are more good people in the world than bad, there's so many more good people in the world than bad. And I know we have to have programs to help 
to help filter and protect the, all the good from the few that are bad. But but we often punish everyone because of a few. And so from my from from my world of building trust, I, you know, I would just wish and hope and uh, you know and even pray that we could be we could just be more open and trusting of people and recognize that there are many more good people in the world than bad. And so if we could, if we would have, if we could just develop that trust, I, I, um, I think, I think it was uh, Thomas S. Monson. It was a long, long quote. And so he, I wrote this down because I, I was thinking I might have the opportunity to say this. He, he said some years ago, and I think Thomas S. Monson has passed away now, but he said this, he said, when we treat people merely as they are, they will remain as they are. But when we treat them as if they were what they should be, then they will become what they should be. Yeah. There's some there's some study in the book we've mentioned now a couple of times. We're giving lots of kudos to, to Rutger in this. But, hmm. but realistically, you know, uh, there was a study, some research he showed, uh, I think that he was talking about the prisons in one country. Yeah, as no way, yeah. Other countries, right? Hmm. So real, and, and his research showed that those, those, uh, criminals right those inmates that were treated actually better actually ended up coming out and contributing to the world they didn't just come back and continue their their dangerous or criminal paths they came back different and it would did it didn't take drugs and it didn't take severe punishment it actually took kindness right it took trust and and I think that if that principle of when we when when we actually treat people like Thomas said here, when we treat people as we this negative we think they are, well then they're going to act like that. They're going to keep acting like that. But when we actually treat people what they can be, right, and what they uh, what they what's really in them, then then we'll we'll get better we'll get better reaction, right? Better actions from them, and so. I know it's difficult. It sounds, you know, wonderful. And it's not as simple as that. But the reality of it is, if if the world could be more loving and trusting, we really would reduce a lot of the problems. We create a lot of problems because we don't give people trust. We won't even give them an opportunity. And that's, gosh, all those biases and the bigotry and the, you know, and that's the world, right? It's always been here. And it, it will continue, but unfortunately, I don't want to be that person, right? And that's where it begins. It begins at home. It begins with me and with you. And if we would be more trusting and we would have that reflection on the people we have positive influence with, it's a, it, it is that pebble in the pond that will spread. And who knows how long it could take to improve. But I think that's the very broad answer is that we just have to find a way ourselves to find out where our biases are and correct them. And then we can teach others that love and trust us what we've learned. Yeah. And, and in time, right, in time, it, it improves not just ourselves, but uh, but it, it helps the world. So yeah. Yeah. trust is the foundation. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Love is too, I suppose, but you don't get love without trust. <laughs> no. So it's kind of, it's kind of leading from a, a place of love and not not from a place of competition and uh, you know winning and it's it's uh, it's leading with love and and 
collaborating, cooperating, caring, lots of C's in there, um, it will engender more trust, won't it? And then we we send out that ripple. And it's and yeah, if you trust if you trust people, um, you you might very very occasionally get burnt, um, but on the whole, you're going to get an awful lot more. You you'll find a lot more good than bad. And every once in a while, you might get dinged by somebody. And hopefully, that person is smart enough then to understand the, the top level of the pyramid of trust, right? And that they would want to, you know, they would have the heart and soul to want to come back and correct it too. There are many more good people than bad in the world. Billions of good people. Yeah. We just, we we reflect and and spend a lot of time worrying about investing in and the, the negative right and there, there are probably better ways to do it than what we're doing it so yeah and you and you, sp- you speak your, your work but t- just tell us a little bit about your work in terms of kind of you speak and uh, and uh, and what what are are you finding organizations are you know increasingly interested in this yeah you know what and and the the fun thing is that i get i get a chance to so i i what I do is speak um, and teach because I'm more of a teacher than a speaker. I'm not, I'm just not that guy to out there to just motivate people, right? Rah, rah. So they feel good for 10 minutes and, or an hour or to a day, right? I want to change. I want to help people really reflect on their themselves and make positive differences in themselves for the rest of their lives. So I speak to organizations and companies, um, uh, associations, right? I've done hospital, I've worked with hospitals and I've worked with, I just did a program for some county tax collectors, right? Because they're working with people too. And they, so they inherently, people come in and obviously are coming in unhappy with them. They don't trust them to begin with because they're tax collectors, right? So I, I did a program for them. And so I've done city, uh, you know, chambers of commerce. And anyway, what I do is talk about what is most important to them in the relation to what they do. So are they associating with people? Are they in sales? Are they in leadership? I don't teach people how to build products, right? And I don't teach people tricks on how people sell things. I teach and share concepts and principles and the science of deepening the levels of trust that we can have in others and that people have more so what people would have in us and our company and our association and our organization, right. In our little group, whatever it is, Um, you know, even I've even spoken to book clubs, right. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't, I don't like to say no. So if somebody wants to talk about how to improve trust in their life and in their circumstances, I'm interested in that. And COVID, by the way, has really helped that because we got really good in yeah. doing, you know, online using this kind of media so that we can yeah. talk, right? Or 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 companies that have, you know, visual uh, abilities. Zoom, as an example, is a form of that. So um, that's what I do. And it, pre-COVID, it was mostly in the United States, but now it's all over the world because COVID has really pushed that that envelope of technology so now i get to talk with people that i've never would have probably met before yeah brilliant we've got about three minutes before i need to wrap up so i've I mentioned there about um you've got only got one or two maybe three favorite books yeah, that have books. your life that you would like to could share with us quick books because rutger's book is not the only book i've read recently <laughs> yeah. 
I just read last week. It was so good. I started it and literally in probably 24 hours, I read the whole book. It was called The Checklist Manifesto by Gustav Le Bon. And uh, just one. Now he's in the medical field. So there was a lot of stuff about medicine and and, uh, surgery, which didn't doesn't apply to me at all. Uh, bedside manner. Now that would apply to me, right? But uh, but the checklist manifesto, wonderful book. I read a book by Michael Hyatt recently called The Vision Driven Leader. So if you happen to be listening and you're in a leadership position, you lead other people, whether it's in a company or organization or even in a family or community. I there are some there were some really good points that I saw about his his principles of vision when it comes to leaders certainly applies to what I teach. And the last one uh, is a book called Messengers by Stephen Martin and Joseph Marks. And uh, I took, uh, boy, just a wealth of notes. Now, messenger is is relating to the kind of person that we are, right? Because we're all messengers. Mm all messengers, right? We all have a message. And so I just, wow, I didn't, somebody recommended the book to me, a friend, and um, and I picked it up. And actually, I listened to it first on Blinkist, right? Um, because it does book reviews. And I was so impressed by it that I ordered the book and, and then, boy, you know, wrote notes and highlights in it. And then I put it in my computer, uh, not just the book, but my notes from the book so that I can use those principles and teach those principles from Stephen and Joseph out in the world when I'm when I'm teaching about trust. Um, actually, Gordon B. Hinckley said this, as I kind of wrap up that thought on books. He said some years ago, and he's passed away now too, but he said, we can all be a little better. We can all try a little harder. And that's just so true. I, if we're humble enough to recognize the fact that we can be a little better, Every day, right? Now, some days we can be better than other days, but we can try a little harder. And try is a personal choice, just like building, maintaining, and repairing trust. That's a personal choice. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. I think that's a great way to end the the show today. It's been fabulous talking with you again. And uh, I I like your methodologies. There's lots of uh, of great books, you know, Trust. I think you've got books on trust and selling and referrals and all leadership and all sorts of things in your archive. So do check out Mark's website, markgiven.com. I, I thought it was a great site today and and it really did stand out for me as uh, as as having some fabulous content in there and uh, you know a great way to build a site. So have a look at that, markgiven.com. Check that out. On next week's show, we have Michael Landers. Um, Michael is going to be talking to us about culture crossing. He's a, an international um, culture uh, and cross-border sort of expert, you know, dealing with different um, different economies and different markets and uh, different people. Uh, he's uh, very international in his own background. and uh, He speaks various, uh, many different languages and I think he spent his time growing up in South America. He's now in the United States and he's, he's traveled the globe. So he's a very interesting guest who I had on the show once before talking about presence at that time in a book that he'd uh, co-authored. So do join us next week. Um, do check out Mark. Um, you know, once again, if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Uh, and if you want to connect with me on social media, do let me know where you've heard my name, where you've listened to the show, and, and do let us know what you what you feel about it. Um, so you take care, Mark. All the very, very best to you. Um, I wish you well until we speak again. And uh, thank you for all the work that you're doing 
building trust across the globe. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Hey, you know what? The actual currency of the world is not money. It's trust. Yeah. Thank you all for being here. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Thanks again.